0: If you knew you were starting a business that would generate you $1 million per year, how much would you be willing to invest today?
1: Travis Ferris is a real estate entrepreneur, sales coach, team leader, public speaker, and community builder. He's done the work with over $500 million in total sales. Now he's welcoming you to the table, but make sure you're ready. The coffee is for closers only. The mindset's the one thing that's going to keep you going. Coffee for closers is powered by Collab Agents. Here's your host, Travis Ferris. All right, welcome to an episode of
2: Real Estate vs. Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey, and uh, today's episode is going to be very unique. And this is our traditional episode every Friday, three thirty Pacific Standard Time. If you haven't already done so, subscribe hit the notification bell. Comment below with what you learn, as that is our intention. We have the one and only Mr. Dan Gandy, our co-host. What's up, Dan? How's your day going, sir?
1: It's sunny in Oregon in the spring, so uh, I'm extremely blessed to be alive and and actually not be uh, wearing a raincoat, so I'm happy. Dude, good for you, because uh, in
2: Arizona, believe it or not, we're wearing raincoats. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is going to be a free flow day. Let's see how this works out. As uh, you're going to hear the intro from the other side of the podcast, from the man, the myth, the legend. We have Travis Ferris on the show, founder of Travis Team, been in the business 10 plus years, also has a collab agents podcast. And so we're super excited to have you on the show and free flow and just see how this goes, man. So welcome. Awesome. Thanks, Norman. And a pleasure to meet you, Dan. Yeah, I mean, my intro is going to come in. It's We actually run the Coffee
0: for Closers podcast. Uh, Been running Ferris team for over 10 years, you know, close to a billion in sales in that. Um, And then we really are proud of our collab agents. And that's kind of our organization or or umbrella company uh, within the EXP model that is literally what we wanted to do today, which is all about collaboration. So you guys are running a killer podcast. We just kicked ours off. I'm pretty proud of the guests we've been having. So right when I uh, had the the honor to be on your guys' show, I figured we could kind of do just a collab. Uh, you know, oh. as collab agents, put it together and see where, where it goes. So that's sick. I love that.
2: Coffee are copies for closers. I love that coffee that's for so closers. Cool. Oh, that's super cool. So uh, <laughs> I remember off air, we we're going back and forth on Instagram and we, of course want to get into like your backstory and why real estate and now you're with exp and you're crushing it. So congratulations. And to kick off the story, I remember it was 10 years ago you told me that on Facebook, you're being made fun of for doing like listing video walkthrough tours when that was actually not a thing. And your agents are like, what are you doing? Like Travis. And and now it's a thing and everyone's doing it. So let's kind of start there, man, from beginning to where you're at today. Yeah. hundred
0: percent. Um, I, I guess the foundation for us in our business is always, we push the boundaries. We push the limits, uh, within legal reason, obviously. Yeah. So, um, anytime we got into the industry and I'm not sure you know I, every market's different because we're in, actually in the the Hawaii, Oahu market and Colorado, mainly springs, a little bit Denver. Um, each market's a little bit different and and some of them you know are a little antiquated. so Colorado market yeah. is definitely farther behind uh night like night to to nicely put it it uh, is ran by you know there's some dinosaurs out <laughs> here in <laughs> in Hawaii and again cuz like I said I push the boundaries I kind of just say what what I'm thinking Hawaii was similar but there I was actually just talking to my wife today um but there was like this young youth in the marketplace almost waiting for like this chance to enter enter the industry and so when we kind of came out and really shook things up and we did in Hawaii we pushed so hard that like this youth was just like awesome and it really infiltrated the market there to where it's a younger, fresher market. Colorado is still waiting. And, and I'm looking at this market being like, are we, do we really want to like shake this thing up? Um, but we talked about it early as well. So Nisa, my wife, um, you know, better half of myself, she's actually been like my kind of business partner throughout the years. I've spearheaded kind of sales, the team management, but she's always been kind of the back end, uh, a lot of our branding, marketing. Um, and so it, I'm not gonna take credit. It was, yeah, we got started in the business like 2010, 2011, um, and we just immediately started to just drive and push and see where we could get. And it was her idea that, you know, right when we started to have some listings, she's like, I think I'm gonna, you know, and I think this was like 2011, she's like, I think I'm gonna take these listings and I'm upload them on Facebook and Instagram. And I was like, all right, that sounds cool. It sounds innovative, which is, is crazy to think that that was innovative at the time. And she did so she started to put our videos up there listings and literally the industry like the market like like as you said kind of made fun of us they were literally like what are the ferrises what are they doing they're putting their listings on facebook and instagram like those those freaking idiots uh, <laughs> and literally people would turn us in like hey you know the real estate commission or the real estate board you know these guys are putting listings on facebook um, and we talked about this at our digital agent event. And and one of the agents there as well was like, dude, I remember that time because he was wow. kind of in that in that little push phase to where sure. people were like turning people in for putting list- their listings on social media, which is sure. crazy at this point because yeah, it's the norm. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's uh, I remember that when uh, when Facebook advertising really worked back then when you could actually like target everybody. Um, we started doing the same thing. We were putting the listing videos on and we we're being able to like do a good amount of ad spend. You would get tons of leads because people would like, this is like, I don't even need to go to the open house. Like talk to me about the house. Let's write an offer. And I, we were just blown away that the it's being innovative and jumping on those platforms. And I think a lot of people are seeing that right now with TikTok. Mm-hmm. But but uh, kudos to you guys just for, implementing in those stages that when we're being disruptors. That's awesome. Yeah. agree. 100%. And
0: that's And TikTok as well. So we're on TikTok or my, my marketing team does push my stuff out on TikTok. I'm actually trying to look like one step beyond TikTok. Cause uh, again, I'm actually talking to, you know, Norman here with, with liftoff agent on helping me with some of my branding YouTube stuff, which we've been doing. But the yeah. one thing I'm already looking at is the same thing with normal. It's almost like, do I even want to put listings on Facebook and Instagram anymore? And I, I, yeah. I, I might not. And it's almost the same thing to where we're pushing hard on YouTube. But as you kind of see, you see that like, uh, inundation or saturation of kind of the same stuff, you know, S mm-hmm. H yeah, star T, um, yeah. out there to where I'm like, dude, I actually want to be one step ahead of TikTok. So, and that's kind of with you guys is you guys do tons of, of branding, and marketing and I'll, I'll drop you guys. The market's changed. It's super yeah. volatile, right? So how have you guys seen like the marketing and branding in agents, businesses be stress test? Cause the one thing I've told my mm-hmm. team is marketing used to be two years ago. It was the most important thing. Everyone's answering their phones cause that's all you had to do for business. And so to separate yourself from other agents, you had to do beautiful marketing, branding, all of that stuff. Right now I'm saying, we're still doing the branding and marketing hardcore, but go back to basics. You got to close deals. So where right. have you guys really seen in the industry that this market is stress testing? The people that are, you know, are just doing YouTube and just doing Instagram to get business or that used to, you know, walk out of the house, answer their phone and be like, "Oh, you want to buy
1: a million dollar home?" Great. Where have you guys seen that stress test kind of come in? All right. Yeah, I'll touch on this just because I, I am a team leader. Uh, the, the first thing in the t- stress test, which I won't go into crazy detail, is I'm rebranding my entire team name right now. <laughs> talk about stress! <laughs> and talk about stress! Like it's like a sixty-point checklist. But when we were going through that name recognition of like, what do we want to do? Because we're changing from something completely drastic from one name to another, is that uh, we were early enough in the three years in business that like. It, the team name wasn't so concrete in people's they've seen the logos and it, it has demand there. But what I'm trying to get at is that it was bigger picture because I could have just named the team my name. And yeah. it's no offense to anybody that's done that. Right. It's a good thing to do. Like, yeah, you, Daniel Beer. I mean, we can go down the list of people. Right. Yeah. But I really like attached to Kenny Fast idea, which was like the fast agents and in mm-hmm. a brand that can like be multiplied in multiple places without the person's name tied to it. Cause my degree is in advertising, but yeah. to answer your question, it is omnipresence mixed with branding and name recognition and building market share. And so you can't just be on one platform. And what we're seeing from the, a lot of the, the, the more dinosaur agents, let's call them that because they're not discriminating. Yeah. Um, we're seeing that their businesses were propped up by referrals and SOI and being able to just listing machines. And now they're not getting the listings and their SOI is not getting them deals. And when I get a call, they're like, Dan, like, how do you have 6,000 subscribers on YouTube? Like how do I always see your ads on Facebook and Instagram? And it's like, because that omnipresence and that brand, no matter what the brand, doesn't matter who it is. They're seeing my face constantly. And I think that's the biggest way of disrupting that current curve. It's keeping up. sure
2: yeah for sure and, and, and it kind of good i was just so, gonna say um
0: i actually was like that when i was initially establishing my brand I, I tie it to my name because i was like well anywhere i expand to i don't want to have to sell my name like who i am to then yeah. sell the brand i wanted the one sale but i i had i had done so much business basically under ferris team that I, you know I, I, there's so much equity in that brand now that i can't i yeah. can't really now here's the interesting thing i can't walk away from it but what i have done is i create brands within the brand and i actually let my teams kind of my team agents almost establish their own brand as well instead of being like hey you know ferris team you have to use that all the time so sorry norman
2: what were you saying? man no i love that i just wanted to kind of just chime into what dan was saying and the trends and like the pressure of what's happening now because posting coming soon, JSOL just listed is cliche. You look at head talk content, right? That's been out there for how how long, right? So Alex Mosey and all of the nine by 16 short form content. And now what you're seeing is, is you're seeing these agents coming out of nowhere that are doing things like call tattoo, um, you know, tattoo realtor in, in our market here in Maricopa County, Arizona. Uh, now you're seeing more of like the scene realtors. We had Matt Lennonetti. Um, and so he was on the podcast here, Realty First Technology, starting off with doing singing type content. There's another guy who's now the rapping realtor. So you're starting to see these individuals that are going more kind of viral, if you will, from doing something that's untraditional. And the cool, the kind of interesting slash cool thing slash is, controversial thing is that if the majority of these agents are sharing this other agent's content, what is that doing for their network? Is it saying that maybe they should go use... The seeing a realtor or call tattoo or somebody else or is it saying that they should stay and just you know use that same agent or use their friend and and you know who knows and maybe they're you know now going past their friend and calling the call calling call tattoo or whoever else because their branding their uniqueness is sticking out so much more so i'm seeing this like less about the brokerage of course because now that's less of a thing and more about how can you be unique and how can you be different and like what's the next big thing on trends for sure Yeah, it's super interesting. And because anytime I would
0: kind of like look at ourselves or even kind of coach agents on building the brand, it's you'd always always say because, again, the dinosaur agents, they always would brand, you know, they cared what name was on the door (laughs) Um, and they did. Like, again, it was this this push of all you have a business profile and you have your personal, your personal is different. And for years I've been I've always kind of looked at like, no, dude, like the personal is your brand. And what you're what you're talking about is that's just becoming like hyper focused to where mm-hmm. whatever is the personal is like magnified that that is the brand, which is actually just it's cool. I, I love it. You know what I mean? I I, I talk yeah. about my tattoos and I'm like, look, and I, I'm open. I'm like, my tattoos probably cost more than your Rolex, dude. So, <laughs> you know, it's it is it's who I am. And that's and it's part of my core values is we do great work for good people um, to where I only want to work with people that I jive with. And that, that was something I learned early on is mm. coming into what I thought was this dinosaur industry. And I was like, I've mm-hmm. got to walk the walk and talk the talk. I ended up working with these a-holes because I wasn't being myself after a year of two that I was like, I'm tired of these people. Like this is who I am. And then you start working with, Hey dude, you guys like, Hey clients, let's have an event at the UFC fight. And we're all going to drink beer and have fun. Like, you know, and you start like attracting that into your, Yeah. Your, clientele which is your just your tribe. better because in the real estate Dan you know too I mean it's it's work and personal are so intertw- they're so <laughs> intertwined right now and that's even niece is like I hate that you like love what you are doing so much and I'm just like I created this world that like I'm like I'm gonna go have fun and work you know what I mean to where yeah. you create this world where you just love what you do so Dan I do have a question for you yeah. unless you have one for me man no go ahead um all right so I'm actually having uh, what, what, Ramon Cautious, rock real estate. I'm going to have him on and talk because team leaders, because Norman, do you run a team right now or are you just branding, marketing, hardcore, hardcore branding, marketing, liftoff and then side investor. Beautiful. Um, all right. So Dan, because I, I, we've seen ups and downs ha- and in the industry, solo agent running teams. The one thing I'm seeing. Is, you know, there was like Q4 of last year from the holidays, the changing interest rates, the changing markets. How did you as a team leader and after you, I I can kind of share my experience. How did you see things? Because I'm seeing and that's what literally uh, I saw, you know, Rock Real Estate do post like do the last six months have been probably one of the roughest six months of my career. Yeah. And I saw some major like margin compression, you know, definitely having to check the expenses. If you don't mind, like where where were you running the team and like what did you see in the last 6 months with everything from Q4 to Q1?
1: That is a lot to unpack, but to synthesize it in the most easiest way possible is that um as the team leader, I call myself Lieutenant Dan, uh like I I jumped in the trenches with everybody and I said, "Listen, like if, if I can do this, you can do this. Let's get you to two transactions, four transactions going. And so transactionally, I, I, I didn't just step away and manage like no, no fault to anybody that's at that seventh level. That's that's awesome. But I, I dug even deeper in, in, in getting transactions. So I got to a point where I was doing, I had 13 pendings going on myself and I was doing my own transaction management on purpose. And I said, listen, guys, I said, in order to be successful in this next push of the industry, You're going to be able to have to stress test yourself to be able to do as much business as quick as possible and streamline and lower your cost per file cost per transaction so that just follow my systems, get the training, get the onboarding, like keep keep the systems going. So what we did is we systematized everything, like how you open escrow, every single thing. And then I say, listen, guys, once you cap, I'll pay for a transaction coordinator. Beautiful. And bad, that's, that's the, what we really moved on. But transactionally, we, we were all systems, systems based. Second thing we did to get prepared for this is that we spent way more marketing than everybody else. So I like quadrupled my marketing spend in five different uh, lead generation buckets. We used predict- predictive seller data. Uh, we actually took budget from Zillow and redistributed it to other things. We niched down in specific verticals. We pulled lists like wholesalers and investors do to get really on the phones and dialing. We're making 10,000 calls a month. Um, So outbound is way heavier. But I think the third most important thing we did, and shout out to John Cheplak, is just KFR. I never stopped recruiting. Totally. And I'm like at two agents a week now. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's exactly the same thing. It
0: was like major shifts, major pivoted because I was always level. I'll say it's level seven, six. So I always go <laughs> level seven and I come back to level six and, and always driving yeah, yeah. things.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, and in that time it was exactly like you said, you kind of stepped back into the trenches, which I definitely had to do as well. I had to reevaluate all of our expenses. I think like you did like hardcore. Cause you know, when you're closing, you know, 50k plus a month you set expenses Mm. off of those numbers and then all of a sudden business goes and you're like oh my god and you i had to to like shift what's working what's not working like quick pivot quick shift moving agents around moving uh staff around and it was a it was a hardcore pivot and shift but i think we did exactly what you did to where there was that feeling of and i always talk about it like you want to just go and just shrivel in and like kind of (laughs) protect But like you had to kind of yeah. go against that, and yeah, like we had to increase spend and definitely recruit as well. Um, because again, if you are feeling a profit or margin compression, then these agents are getting crushed. Mm-hmm. And so when people think, "Well, I don't have the business," you can create the business by going and helping. Like like you said, let's get you from one to two deals a month. Um, again, these solo agents that are just getting started, which I I'm loving, dude. I I took an agent from a a white and blue dinosaur company who had done nothing in a year in a in the previous year, and I'm like, "What?" And we took her and just plopped her into our systems, and you know she pended two like within 30 days, and wow. is about to do her third. And it was like, "What are these people doing?" But absolutely, it's I, I, yeah, you can hear I you can hear the shift and the pivots that had to be done because um, it was it was it was, and I, I and I'm looking, and the reason why I wanted to ask is I, I see teams. Doing interesting things. Um, place, like I saw mm-hmm. some teams go into place. And I've had, you know, when we were running our our Better Homes and Gardens franchise, I had business partners that we were married to. So mm. after I talked to place and I was like, You guys look pretty, you guys' stuff looks good. Um, but when they got to that final slide, um, I was like, mm, I don't think so. Where I'm seeing teams get to that final slide and say, sure, sign me up. You know what I mean? And I'm like, there is something definitely going on with teams. Solo agents that were doing decent might have been able to maneuver around a little easier, but when you have that overhead, you had to freaking watch it like a hawk. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we still are. That's all yes. you can do, right? It's <laughs> it's it's a and P&L plan now. That's yeah.
2: What I, call it. I love that. I feel like in the, in the real estate space too, as you know, from like. Lift off the host real estate first technology, it's more predictable, right? We know like reoccurring revenue wise will going to be coming in. We have clients that are going to be paying us every single month and they're in contracts, so it's fine. You still have to obviously look at PL and go back and forth, and look at all that. Um, but at the end of the day, for your business, you got to be on it and kind of transitioning into as the tv turned off behind me, uh, has his mind of his own into what's next for marketing. I know we touched on it a little bit before we got into that last subject. I'm really curious about YouTube. So like we talked about off air, about Levi Lassick. We know the core team moving to Hawaii. They have all been on the show. Uh, We're starting to see this pivot. I know that Dan is is maximizing YouTube and doing a lot with probate and moving in or or out of Oregon. So uh, maybe we'll do Dan and also Travis and we can start with maybe Travis and go to Dan. What's your thoughts on YouTube? you've seen what's out there. Do you feel like that's what's next maybe for your business and for viewers and listeners out there to maybe start to move towards?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I don't even think it's what's next. I think it was yesterday and the fact that you need to be on if, again, if you're looking at everything on like, how do I stay relevant? How do I stay ahead? Um, you should, you should be on, we'll say it, we'll, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You should be on YouTube today. And whenever we do webinars, that's one of our exercises. Do you have a YouTube? And literally start it, record it. a video, get your cringe video out of the way, and we kind of force them into it. Um, again, dude, we we if you actually go back and look at on our, I think is our collab agents YouTube channel, which I rebranded as one of our old ones, we were doing vlogs in like seventeen wow and and they were like, I actually had a a, a media like a camera crew that would follow us around and they were putting out really quality. We did it for a little while, and this is where, our business partners at the time hated it. Like they were like, you can't have these media guys in house. It's a (laughs) liability. Um, And just, we ended up stopping and like we put out some like really awesome stuff. And it's kind of one of those times where I look back and I'm like, dang it, dude, we should have just kept it going. Mm -hmm. Um, But we stepped back in and we're pushing out really hard. Um, That's my stance on it. Literally YouTube is, and that's where I was talking about is it's you're, you're starting to see, the saturation occur, which is okay. It's real estate in general is 90-10. Right when I stepped in, I was like, look, this is the 90-10 rule where I know we're going to be you know, top 1%. Yeah. And so you never get offended by the competition. And I always tell people like, if you get offended by the competition, you need to look into yourself. Because um, yeah. I love it. The competition makes me better. That's why I've actually kind of moved and pivoted because I didn't want to be the, the the whale in the room. I actually, I want to be surrounded by people better than me to to push mm-hmm. and progress us. So yeah, if you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube. If you don't have a person to help you with YouTube, you know, we're going to chat with with Norman tomorrow and lift off agent. But, you know, I have crews and people that are doing our stuff now. It's such an easy, good way. Uh, I will say, because a couple of my agents started their own, because again, we promote them to start their own brand within my team. Um, and what is it? So Marina Tolentino, one of my monster agents in Hawaii, Taylor Cardenas, uh, she runs Social Estates. She actually moved from Hawaii, kind of followed us to Colorado when we expanded. And Marina, year one of YouTube, and I think she had 50 subscribers at the time, closed 6 million off of YouTube. Wow. Year one, Taylor Cardenas in a brand new market, Colorado closed four, maybe close to 5 million off YouTube in a brand new market. So on my team, there was 10 million of sales year one off of YouTube.
2: And here's the thing, not a lot of subscribers. Wow. That's awesome. And just really quick before I let Dan give us his answer, you said something about being saturated. The one thing I think better about YouTube than social media on saturation is that like people buy from something they know, like and trust. So even though if there's like five videos, the same subject matter, they're gonna be like, Oh, I really like Dan, so I'm gonna work with him. Yeah, more so than Steve, just because of the vibe creature tribe. So Dan, what are, what's your thoughts on, on YouTube and that approach?
1: Well, it's, it's gonna be an interesting journey. So I went from 103 videos down to three videos, I've made everything private when I did my name change, because I have to take my old videos and edit them and then re thumbnail mm-hmm. them and recirculate them. So I'm going to take all of my best videos that perform the best. And I'm actually going to like get a pro done. Uh, And then that my long winded uh, marketing plan of all of it is that we had generated about $4 million in business off of it last year. Um, But I have compartmentalized, like it's relocation investments probate um, and then like your classic buyer seller tips or geographical content. But I think what I really want to say with YouTube is that the search engine optimization is like the most important aspect to it. That's where yeah. we get a lot of uh, a lot of business from. It is people doing searches on Google and then finding those videos. And because it's a video, they're connecting with it versus the you know the top ranked articles or team you know team blogs or whatever it is. But if, when you combine the SEO with uh, good thumbnails, good audio, good strategy, it's like all of mine was garbage, right? Mm. Like like the stuff was shot in my car; it was shaky. Um, and we generate a lot of business from it, so I, I try to. Take that same strategy and just, just move it up the pillar a little bit in terms of production. Um, and, and, but keep those principles of SEO and, and, and compartmentalization and positioning. I think that's the most important skill that I tell people is like, I get agents in my market that call me. They're like, dude, I, need a, I have a question about probate. You're like crushing it. And uh, I'm just like, let's talk about it. And they're, not, they're like, I was like, actually, I have a YouTube video about it. Just go watch it. And they're like, answer my question. Thank you so much. So it's to be the first person in that space in your market. It doesn't mean you have to be the first person in the space on YouTube, just in your market. So you get hired, that's
0: it. I love riches, that. Riches are in the niches, baby. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I feel like,
2: I, I, I speak for a lot of people on this, like the, the overproduction polished content really takes a human element out of it. I saw a video yesterday, a guy who has like this, this franchise, he was using AI so ai basically wrote the script took his face and it was just like literally all computer generated and a lot of the comments were like there's no soul like this is not real and so and you see a lot of these big corporations and then you're making a phone call you want to get your question answered and it's like someone in the philippines you're like can i just talk to travis can i just talk to dan like i'm not looking to like talk to this person that's like not even licensed because this company is so polished and so large. So no, those are good re- responses. I think a lot of viewers, listeners out there should take that consideration. YouTube, get on it, build an like and trust, leverage your past efforts, send them a video to ask answer questions. We're all busy. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: I had a question uh, for Travis. I think uh, when, you, when you expand and, and you do have two teams that are operating at a high level, um, you know, how is that training and onboarding process when it comes to marketing uh, like, how are you teaching them to replicate, not just the lead generation, the outbound and relationship building, but like the marketing aspect to it?
0: Like, okay. So we run Ferris team in, in Hawaii and Colorado, basically how it, to tell you the truth, it, it's, it was difficult. It, it was not something that was laid out. everything that we're doing is not, is, is not systemized down right. to the DMV, like, I'm like, I live in both states and, and like, they try, no, we need your old ID. I'm like, but I still live in Hawaii. Like it does nothing in this country promotes living like in different states because it's a, it's a life hack to tell you the truth. And that's what I tell people, especially I'm in Colorado. When I first expanded here in like 18, we're jamming Hawaii, which is like, you know, 800 to a million dollar median sales price point. And I'm closing deals there and I'm bringing that money to Colorado basically. And so Colorado doesn't like that. Hawaii doesn't like that. And, and it down to everything, but it was, I guess it was, I was more strategic on in Hawaii. We pushed hard. And I tell people like, if you like saw like our, our path, it was like so volatile of pushing that when we came to Colorado, I made it a secondary market on purpose to where I didn't want to go through that. Like because emotionally, that was hard too. Of you know, And I think everyone who does successful in real estate knows that once you're new, everyone's like, yeah, you can do it. And then actually when you start to do good, the hater aid starts to emerge and and you end up in you know the crosshair. So the beautiful thing is we talked about it briefly, p profits. That's one thing that teams don't talk about. Vanity metrics is all they care about. We chased vanity metrics for the first seven years in business. I don't give a... About vanity metrics. I don't want to be number one anymore. I want to be number agent team number 15, yep. but my profitability is way over no, the, the number one because they're chasing those numbers. I so I did that when I came to Colorado. Is I said, hey, look, we're going to let this be organic. I know what we need to do to be successful. I'm going to kind of like sl- slowly start. One of my agents actually randomly moved before we did from Hawaii to Colorado. And so when I came here, I picked him back up and it was like, all right. So we start to push listings out. We start to just quality push stuff out instead of where I normally came in and I sh- just absolutely shake up the, the whole market to be like, we are the Ferrises. Like uh, I didn't do that this time. We kind of came under the radar and are just slowly growing and building our name. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting to where with technology and everything, to where before I was actually at EXP running Ferris Team and Colab, I would have been more protective on, hey, you know, Ferris Team, make sure our branding and marketing is there. I'm not really, I don't really care. It's, it's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, Ferris, the only difference between Ferris Team and Colab is I'm driving business through Ferris Team. Colab, I'm telling them exactly what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, the structures. Um, if you want to build a team, I'll help you build your own team um just because of the way it's structured and so there's not a lot of difference to where you know if you look at marina tolentino again her stuff social estates and taylor cardenas i really let them build their brand because they're going to bring people in that i might not um so it's very organic again it's ferris team i I guess the team is proud to market ferris team because of our 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 history and and what we've done to where and i tell new agents dude, you can try to build because that's where a lot of new agents come in and they want to brand their, their thing just at almost ego. I'm like, all right, well, no one knows who that is. Like yeah. all you, I don't care, but Ferris team, you know, we've sold a lot of business. So if they say, Hey, what have you done? You're going to say nothing. But if you say, Hey, well, what have they done? You can say, we have a huge track record. That's really the only reason I, I care about that. But it's, it's a very organic flow at this point. Now, yeah. Arizona's next. it is tucson and i'm specializing in and i talked about it on secondary markets i can't remember one of the economists was basically talking about this and i've been saying it forever is like honolulu was super saturated but west side wasn't but west side boomed and we were ahead of the boom colorado springs denver boomed we're in colorado springs primarily and so the boom of the primary city basically pushes traffic into the secondary same thing. Phoenix, Gilbert, Scottsdale, booming. What's that going to do to Tucson? So I'm, I'm all about those secondary markets mm. to, to kind of catch those pops.
1: It's awesome. That's super. I love that. Now, great, great question, man. Yeah. No. That's awesome. Oh, well, I think we're, we're winding down here. I think, uh, you know, Norman usually kicks it off and says like, "Hey, is there, is there anything you want to leave our listeners and viewers?" But we mixed it up today, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> like. No. Travis, like, what do you wanna what what do you want the agent out there to hear from you that is gonna have some impact that we can we can put some bookends on this and, and they can take and, and apply it to their business? Whatever you wanna do, if no one's doing it, it's okay. Like mm-hmm.
0: be the first. You know what I mean? Because again, it's even TikTok. Like TikTok's still newish, and how long has it been around? Two years now? So it's like, and I I, I was just chat chatting with Nisa to where I'm I wanna look at something. And no one, if no one's doing it, I want to start to try to do it. And if, if you're successful or if you're going to be successful, just know that you're going to fail. If you're going to fail nine times out of 10 and you just need that pop. You know what I mean? It's it's again, West Side Oahu was not cool until you know what? It's cool now. And I look at all the West Side agents and I'm like, hey, what are you doing on the West Side? And you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, if, yeah. if you see, if you want to do something and no one's doing it, I, I strongly suggest you do it and stay with it and see what happens. Love it. Love, Love it. That.
2: That's awesome. That's this is, this this is cool. it's, it's a great cool mix up, right? We completely collaborated, totally mixed it up. I actually like that idea. So viewers, listeners, comment below. You want Dan to
1: outro the shows? I like to have a mix up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would talk for hours, but, uh, I got to go show this $1.4 million house here in a little while. So I'm like, I got to, got to be smart with time, but uh, this has been amazing. This is uh, I love talking with other team leaders and yeah, Norm, thanks for putting this together. This is great. Yeah. yeah, Thanks Definitely. Norm.
0: Letting us pop in again, listeners, as you remember, coffee is for closers.
2: That's Let's what go. it's all about. Let's love go. It. We appreciate you all. Thanks so much for tuning in to real estate First technology podcast. It's our intention for you to take things for our episodes. Apply to your business. Have more massive success. Subscribe, notification bell, comment below. What'd you learn? We will see you on the next one.
1: Enjoyed this episode of Coffee for Closers? Subscribe to the show anywhere you find podcasts and follow Collab Agents on social at Collab Agents.